Hello and welcome to the D20. This is uh, podcast number 10. Hey, we're in double digits double now. Double digits. Woohoo. One more and we're at 11. <laughs> and we've already started with our obscure movie reference. <laughs> Thank you, Spinal Tap. <laughs> um, tonight we have pretty much the whole gang. Woohoo. Uh, this is Chris. <clears throat> Corey. Corky. Cisco. Scott. And uh, it looks like now we're like essentially doing podcasts once a month. So uh, don't expect them to be every couple of weeks. We just can't get together and get this done every couple of weeks. It just doesn't happen. So once a month it is. But that's fine. I don't think anyone wants to be subjected to us more than once a month. (laughs) They have to listen. If if it's more than once a month, we're going to have to change the name to something else. (laughs) And that would be... I thought it was exactly once a month. We should not call ourselves the D20. We should call ourselves the monthly visitor or something along that lines. <laughs> what was, it? What was, it? What was the drink? What was the name of the drink again? Red Bang. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Ant Flow. Um, <laughs> so, are we ready for the official roll? Yes. yes. We'll hope we roll something. Something high would be nice. We've been rolling low as of late. Come on, eight. That's not high. Fourteen. Happy oh. Fourteen being TV shows. TV shows. Corey, this is oh, all you, buddy. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't watch enough TV. So enough, that's let's TV see. Shows. Do you want this more structured, Corey? Should we try I, to? I would like a structure. I think Beth brought a lot to it by giving a structure. Plus, Beth just rocks. So we love you, Beth. Sorry, I didn't get to meet you in person, Beth. So okay, so TV shows. Let's start out with, I guess, what Favorite. everyone's currently watching. If you have television, Scott. <clears throat> I have television right now. I'm just getting rid of it tomorrow. Well, so, I have a call tomorrow. Who knows how long it'll take to get Corey, rid of it. Corey, what? I don't know if I want to ask what everything that's in You should probably hit me TV. last because I can come up with something different from the rest of you guys, whereas <clears throat> you will. If I say something, I could go on for days. And on top of that, I'm watching pretty much everything or know at least about everything. So uh, you guys should get your moments first. So, Scott, yes. before you <clears throat> lose your... Uh, ability to watch television what are your current shows you're watching now uh well i was watching moonlighting that's canceled let's see uh battlestar galactica to clarify it's not uh bruce willis moonlighting it's right off the wall yeah i was totally going (laughs) no vampire show isn't that moonlighting what's it called isn't that the name of it i can't remember the name of it now yeah it was moonlight something moonlight there you go something yeah uh battlestar galactica which is series finale that I'm going to miss, which I actually don't really care about too much. I liked it the first couple of seasons, but I haven't been too into it this time. Um, and then what What else am I watching? Lost. Lost, which I'm still in the middle of watching the season finale. Both Stargates. I tape those all the time. I like Atlantis better. Because but... it's got Jewel State from... Uh... Well, yeah, that helps. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then all you do is you watch TV shows on DVD. Yeah, we watch tons of TV. That's what we do every night. We watch either, uh, we basically have three that we, well, four, if you count House. House is kind of in there too, but we haven't watched that as much. But it's usually Buffy, Angel, and Alias. And what is it about those shows that keeps you coming back and watching them over and over and over again? Granted, there's... When they eat the principal. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's a good amount of episodes. I love the principal. The principal's fucking great. Um, It takes a while to get through seven seasons of one show, five seasons of another, and then... Or however many seasons of House are on DVD, like three? Yeah, I think three are on House. And then we also rent Nip and Tuck. Try to get into <laughs> Dexter. I like. I I thought it was pretty good. Paula couldn't get into it. Aaron really likes Dexter. Yeah. 
Oh, and Six Feet Under. We really got into that one. That was good. We watched that. We usually wait until the end of the season. Paula just can't handle commercials, so we rent the DVDs after they're out. So we usually have to wait till like, October to see the last season. So, so what is it about these shows, though, that, that really grabs your guys' attention and keeps you coming back to them and, and why they're your favorites? Well, I mean, Joss, first of all, for those Joss two. Joss is a great, spectacular... But it's just uh, great writing, um, the humor. Uh, Alias was, it always had a hook. You, you wanted to watch it over... You'd watch it, and they'd end it on a cliffhanger, like, every single episode. So we'd watch, like, three... Or, when we first were watching it, we were watching, like, three or four episodes every single time, just because... Oh no! I can't end it there, and you just kept watching. It was really good. Plus, you know, hot chick, you know, so yeah. definitely doesn't hurt. No. Um, yeah, and then I don't know. And then the the I still pissed off that they canceled. Uh, canceled. Uh, oh, great. Now I can't think of it. My mind just had a blank. What was it about? The Harry Dresden file, the sci-fi one. Oh, the that, Dresden files. Dresden files. That was. That was one of my favorite shows that they canceled after one season. I was really bummed about that. But, yeah, and um, they got rid of that, and they came out with that Flash Gordon show, which was utter shite. Yeah, is that still out? Even? I don't know if it's coming back. I yeah. don't expect it is. Was it that or... Oh, no, the, the other one that they had was the uh, um, Painkiller Jane, which was horrible. <laughs> which, strangely enough, based off a comic series that was pretty good. You know, Smoking Joe Quesada, yeah. Jimmy Palmiotti from Event Comics and stuff, so it... It should have been better than it was, and it had one of your favorite actresses. Yeah. I gave it a chance. Well, you know, I just liked her in the one bad vampire movie, because, you know, she was really cute as a redhead. What's good is we can actually hear Cisco well enough that she's snorting on the microphone. <laughs> Woohoo! I must have missed something. She was giving you weird hand... She was... When I looked over, she was, giving she was looking hand at you and doing something like this, and I was like, what, this? Waving her fingers like fisting? Yeah. So yeah, most of my favorites are sci-fi, um, <coughs> sci-fi supernatural. Supernatural. Um, there's some that I would probably like that I never got into, but lately it's just I've been just kind of watching stuff and not really into it. It's like I could take it or leave it. It's just kind of stuff to. Well, it sounds like you guys time. like do one hour a night or two hours a night. Two hours a night. Like we that? usually watch from seven to nine or eight to nine thirty. You know, it's like whatever we could. Usually two episodes a night, Paula kicks back. Whereas I'm nuclear family and you walk in my house, the TV's on. Yeah, we don't really... In both rooms. Yeah, I watch TV at lunch, during lunch, when I get home from work. Watch like half an hour, whatever TV show, high TiVo. But I never watch TV anymore when it's on. It's always TiVo'd now. Or DVD. So, it's definitely changed my viewing habits once I got that TiVo. Don't have it, you know, ever watch anything. So, yeah, that's about it. Should we move on to Corky then? Since uh, Corky probably watches the least amount of television of all of us. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's just because I don't really agree with a lot of the uh, uh, reality TV shows. I have a hard time getting into them. Although I'm really into. Uh, oh, crap. Um, it's on Spike. Well, I really got into Burn Notice. Banzuki? Well, the Banzuki was good. And G4. And, uh, yeah, pretty much G4. I like that Hell's Kitchen. That was one of the um, ones I kind of liked. Parents into that. What's the one that we're always watching on one over here? On the Spike Network? The Japanese 
action ninja warrior yeah, ninja warrior. warrior yeah that's on G4. that's on G4 what, what, didn't they actually have it on Spike for a while? no Spike was um, uh, sort of a precursor with MXC, MXC yeah yeah okay yeah right. MXC I really enjoy but yeah I think a lot of the reason why I don't watch a lot of TV is because I'm around TV all day and it's just sensory overload so by the time I get home I really don't want to have anything to do with my own TV. Well, you don't watch shows, but you watch movies a lot. I oh, mean, I'm you're, a huge movie buff. You're huge on movies, and it huge. seems like you're always watching stuff. Now that you've discovered the on-demand, you're picking up films and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think the only TV that I ever hear about you watching is Cartoon Network. Yeah, I mean, I love my tunes. Yeah. Say. And Cartoon Network, you know, what is your feel of the uh, the current crop of cartoons compared to, like, the classic what we consider classic from that station with your Johnny Bravo and your Powerpuff right. Girls and everything, they've kind of grown into a new era of cartoon shows. Yeah. How do you feel about the new ones? Can well, I just say how much I adore Growing Up Creepy? You were telling me about that, and I haven't Love seen it yet. Growing Up Creepy. So making you watch the episode that's on TiVo after Very the good. podcast. Love Growing Up Creepy. Um, Sorry, I know. It's I okay. And I mean, it took me a while to kind of really get into Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Ooh, love Foster's. And I'm, I really dig on it. Um, you know, Ed and Ed, Eddie, The Madam Foster we, episode. We still, that's the best still ever. on occasionally. Um, when they had uh, Shaolin Showdown on, that was an awesome show. Really well done. Uh, done well enough where I actually bought the first season on DVD. Was that a movie? Um, Wait, you're thinking of Shaolin Soccer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there really isn't like a lot of stuff that... You know, when I turn on Cartoon Network, I'm just like, okay, cool. I mean, it's like, I got all excited the other day because I actually caught a couple episodes of Fosters. And I was just like, dude, this is awesome. It seems like, to me, with um, Cartoon Network, is a lot of the shows that are coming out now are sort of derivative of what their shows were in the last five to ten years. Absolutely. You're seeing things that are like old shows. There was a show that looked just like Dexter, only it was Two Sisters... And I think the sisters were the the intelligent ones. Yes. And the boy was an idiot. It's Max um, something or other or no, test. Johnny test. Johnny, Johnny test. test. Yeah, and it's actually I, a really cute show. Yeah, other I than the fact that it. the little girls are geniuses and they're trying to like figure out a way to make the dumb boy next door fall in love with them. See, it it definitely I can other I can understand that, that you gotta. They're cute redheaded smart genius twin girls. But I mean, I waited forever to get Cartoon Network. I I wanted it so bad, and it just we didn't have it in my area. And then finally we moved out here, and I, I could watch it. And it seems like that's when things kind of, they stopped doing the fun shows that I'd always wanted to see. They started doing kind of ironic stuff. A lot of the old cartoons, they moved over to Boomerang. So right. Yeah, I watch Boomerang more than Target Network a lot of the time. And I don't think I even know what station Boomerang is on in my house. It's on like 150-something. Yeah. So I'm, so, I'm so lost with channels now that I have the TiVo. I was trying to think of it because I wanted to watch like news on BBC just because it's better than the normal news. Yeah, I do. I'm like, where's BBC? I just tape Doctor Who. I don't pay attention to what channel it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can like... always go to the TiVo, look at a show you know is on that channel, and see what channel it has listed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. The Cartoon Network, I have a hard time getting into most <clears throat> of the Adult Swim cartoons now some of the adult swim stuff i I really like venture brothers is starting up Uh, this week and i'm totally into venture brothers i think it's one of the best shows period on tv um yeah Corey couldn't believe it when i said i didn't never watch it yeah i'm still seen it here once i i have the dvds off to loan them to you because they're i I won't watch them yeah you're a dick (laughs) 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 it's so in tune with 
the comic books and everything that we grew up with and, so and, many the and cartoons that we grew up with, it's so well done. And the guys are hilarious. Yeah. And just, it's, frankly, it's just so smartly written. It's what a, a lot of those shows miss out on these days because I loved Aqua Teens, but then they started doing Squidbillies and I cannot get into Squidbillies at all. I, it, it seems like... Even like Metal Aqua website, I can't get Yeah, into. and I try because it seems like it would be fun and I really like um, Brendan Small from uh, Home Movies mm -hmm. is one of the guys from that and is the main guy from it. And musically, he brings a lot to it. He's a genius, but it's just, it's not the same. It's not... And and plus they started doing the live action stuff, like doing the the sort of croft puppets kind of thing, except without puppets, but doing like those, having a person inserted into the the cartoon world, yeah. or Yo, Gabba Gabba. then they well hey Gabba Gabba is completely different and very cool, but they also were playing Saved by the Bell for a little while yeah. on Cartoon Network. It just like what killed cartoons in the uh, the late eighties early nineties, they were kind of emulating and doing that on their station. It's like you know just. Walk away from that. You're called the Cartoon Network for a reason. Don't be MTV. Don't start doing all these stupid shows and killing what made you great and made you what people wanted to watch. Because then other people have to come up and be the new MTV and be the new Cartoon Network. And it, it just destroys yeah, that's just dumb. where you came from. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't really watch a lot of TV. I mean, I... I don't know. I guess, I guess it just comes down to I'm just not really interested with what's really happening right now. Every once in a while, you'll sit out in the front room and watch the the different reality shows with Aaron and I. Yeah, depending on what what's on, what's going on. Like Project Runway, you seem to catch a few episodes of it with us. Yeah, and a lot of it was just me trying to be communal. Yeah, and we appreciate you know. that because otherwise, you're like the kid in Parenthood. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I, a lot of times, it's like I just get. I uh, love the Phoenix Boys. You know, and you know, after driving forty five minutes, you know, one way. You know, I work at eight and a half hour a day or whatever. I'm beat. You know, I just, I want to shut off, you know, check my email, watch tunes for like a half hour, and then that's it. You know, I call it a night. And that, it's it's funny because for me, that's what TV is, is where I get to shut my brain down and something else is entertaining me and kind of thinking for me to a certain degree. After I've had to be, you know, upbeat and somewhat entertaining or informative or whatever throughout my day for people. Which I love, you know, I love what I do, but when I come home, I just kind of want a, like, magic box take me away kind of thing, and that, I love television, I love television <laughs> almost as much as I love comics. Too. Our dogs can't Cow handle gone. it if we don't watch Cow TV gone. at night. They just sit there and look at us. Are you going to come over so we could sit in your lap? Yeah, that's we need true. That's, it's also good Dante time for me, as uh, I sit on the chair, and Dante takes up my lap, and Gidget <clears> cuts <throat> off the circulation of my legs, and we watch television together. Yeah, so I usually I need to watch about half hour an hour before going to bed it's what, what i mean even after you guys leave on game night i'll come in here and i watch tv for a half hour an hour just to kind of make my brain stop right that's what i use city of heroes for that's what i do every night from see city of heroes i i am thinking too much about what i need to do next and whatnot that uh, i see it's not a tetris factor where you get the game in your head yeah it's kind like of. totally brainless for me i use it like as a sleep aid i go out there you know play for an hour and then i'm ready for bed I will do that with the computer. I will go on the computer and go to my regular websites and flip around, do email stuff, check my schedule like a thousand times for the next day, and finally wear my brain out to the point where I can't survive anymore without being in bed. And then I'll, but when I hit the bed, and that's the thing is, Aaron likes to sleep with the TV on now, which is cool because that's what I wanted for the longest time. But 
when I'm in the bedroom, I hit the pillow and I'm out in a matter of minutes. When I'm on the couch, I'll stay up and I'll kind of like go in and out with the TV and stuff and kind of be like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this and doze off and wake up and watch this some more. In the bedroom, I'm just like, I hit that pillow and I'm gone. And I don't know exactly why Lucky that you. is. Maybe we need to start having sex in the kitchen. <coughs> now, Chris, you... Would you like to tell us about what you watch? Uh, do you want me to do it? I mean, yes, it's kind of silly to ask me and you. Cisco what we watch, considering most of it you watch together. Pretty much. I mean, there's very few things that I watch that Cisco doesn't. I mean, there's probably stuff that I watch that she doesn't enjoy, but she still watches it because she spends time with me. Right. Who That's controls the remote is always a big thing. I have no desire to control the remote. Which is good, because I desire to control the remote. So it works out just fine. Um, I'm just as likely to be reading a book or a magazine or something while I'm watching whatever it is. Yeah, most of my television watching is around mindless stuff. I don't I don't watch educational programming. I mean, people, it's kind of like you're not Aaron making does. yourself smart or, or whatnot. It's not about that for me. Now, Aaron's in a much more highbrow we, TV than I am. Do you watch How It's Made, though? I like how it's made. I do, awesome but I mean, show. overall, I'm like Corey. I I use the TV to to wind down and to think for me and to cheer me up or do things dogs? like that. And I'm not looking to educate myself with the television very often. I mean, I'll watch an entertaining show. We... Would Sorry. you like me to wait until your conversation is done? Sorry, one meeting. <laughs> how it's made? We were talking. You see the one where they made the hot dogs? That no, I don't foul. think. Well, luckily, I don't eat hot dogs much, so it probably won't bother me. But uh, lips and assholes. So I mean, for the most part, I watch comedies. So mm-hmm. I mean, the main comedies for us now are Big Bang Theory and uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, and yeah, that's that pretty much most of the comedies that I watch. Big Bang and Two and a Half Men was the other one. Yep, because like you can just watch TV with us on Monday nights, which is cool. I think the only Top Chef, which is not a comedy, but yes, we do watch that. It could oh, be. I'm sorry. Depending on what's going on. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, when it comes to reality shows, I'm willing to watch the cooking shows um, a lot. The competing shows for for those kinds of those kind of payoffs. So the Project Runway we watched because Aaron was big on it. I got into the Make Me a Supermodel. Um, I don't know why it just really grabbed me from watching the the stuff when she was watching Project Runway. I moved on to that, and she had to kind of follow me along to that. Um, but Top Chef, uh, Hell's Kitchen. The next Food Network star is coming up. I'm going to be watching that, I'm sure. I will, but you know what? I mean, it's it's kind of sad to say, but between Top Chef and Hell's Kitchen, food next Food Network star really is kind of a crappy show in it's, comparison. It's not I mean, the it's same the, level. It's the bomb of the barrel as far as the cooking competition shows. Well, I think because it's a different kind of cooking, whereas Hell's Kitchen and Top Chef are really more about cooking Food Network Star is about being a television professional, you know, and, and how you come across. You have to know how to cook, yes, but if it was just about cooking, you'd have really boring television. And I can definitely see that the woman who won last season, you don't really see her much. You but, don't see anybody other than Guy. But you see Guy all the time. Guy's He's the only person who's gotten anywhere out of the three seasons of that. He's the only one that's still really around and viewable. Because he's a huge well, personality. He's a cool guy. He's a very cool guy. Like We met him at Disneyland. It was really cool. He stood and talked to Julian for like five minutes, and holding down the hometown. You know, yeah, Santa Rosa. Boy. I told him that you know when we came to March in the Rose Parade that he was going to be the Grand Marshal, and Julian should bring all the Boy Scouts up to the front to walk with him. Because you know, 
represent in Santa Rosa. I was like, that's just cool. And that's television that you don't really think about it as episodic television or anything is when you're watching the Food Network. I love the challenges. Well, I think I just their format to me is poor television. I think it may be fine for what they're trying to accomplish, but overall, it's poor television. The challenges are not really all that exciting. That they spend too much time on kind of in between stuff. That's oh yeah, not really doing much for them. Oh, I'm just talking about the Food Network as a whole, though. I mean, that's like I don't when I watch the Food Network, I don't think about it like I'm watching a show. I just think about it like I'm just watching people cook in a kind of like the do-it-yourself networks and the the home fixer-up networks and stuff like that. We'll fall back on those when there's nothing else on TV, but they're great filler. They're just as interesting, if not more interesting, than a lot of the episodic television we I watch. We watch that at, every night. Well, not every night, but probably about three or four nights a week with dinner while we're sitting there. We put on uh, Candace Olsen or Color Splash and two shows that we like. That are. On I was going to say, not at the Food Network, because that would just be torture since you guys can't cook anything. Yeah. No, I don't watch you know, the Food you Network. You guys got a beautiful kitchen. <laughs> yeah, your house is spectacular. We don't use it. Yeah, the but oven yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Are you matter. sure? Are you sure the oven doesn't work? No. Yeah, Jerry just work. had the same problem. <laughs> well, we had our all our birds. We had one burner, then suddenly we tried it like six months later, and like, hey, they're all working. What's up with that? I don't know what the hell happened there. But Operator yeah. error. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we basically used one burner so Paul could make our coffee on the weekends, and that's it. I, I can't even imagine not cooking. Yeah. I can't imagine cooking. I I do it two nights a week, and I I don't think that's I, I go nuts because I don't, I don't cook enough, and it's a lot of it's because of my schedule. I just don't have the patience for it. I don't care enough about food. So, back to Sorry. TV shows. No, that's that's fine. <laughs> no, that's we always <laughs> sidetrack a little bit. That's not a big deal. Um, so we've touched on reality shows a number of times, and dear, I mean, did you want to add any shows before we move on? I know Bones um, is the other thing that you got Bones. us watching that I enjoy. I love Bones. But, but beyond I, that... I read all the books, so... Yeah, that That's kind of one of those things for me. A lot of the shows that I really loved aren't on anymore. You know, I absolutely adored Dharma and Greg. That may yeah. have been, like, the best show for... That was a great show. Like, the whole time that it was on. I loved that show. I knew you were kind of talking to me, but you okay. you actually leaned your head away to talk to me. And, Let me see I around mean, the mic. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I obviously I love LA Inc. I love Miami Inc. You know, I, I'm I'm a sucker for tattoos, especially nicely done tattoos. And um, let's see, I'm trying to think what else do I like to watch? CSI. Yeah, love it's one CSI. of the few dramas that it's one of the few watch. shows that I actually go out of my way to watch catch up on now how do you feel about the csis right now though do you watch all three do you watch we've never watched watch new, new york. york yeah i never really caught on with new york miami, miami lost me my miami my only saving grace is cali yeah yeah you know, the hot blonde gun well and Girl. and spoilers ahead if you haven't watched the season finale for miami but they they actually shot caruso at the end of the season Woo-hoo! but like Shot him and he's dead, or shot he's him. laying like, face down he's on the ground. Face down on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Text messages are flying. It's me. done. It's over. Yeah, I would only hope. So, but they they tried see. to. I mean, they killed Speedle, and that 
Yeah, we they almost stopped killed watching Speedle, it but they also officially... No, but I'm saying that almost stopped us from watching it when yeah, they killed that, Speedle. That was, that was kind of where I saw it going downhill anyway. It seems like, from the very beginning, they had a, a different partner with Crusoe at the beginning of the show, and she lasted like six episodes and then disappeared. Um, I think it was just because it was his show. Right. I, and I Is could be reading show? too much into it, but it, it definitely... That feels like it's his show like okay. he controls it and, and it, william peterson is one of the producers for csi as well as you know being the lead in it he was really bummed out when they started doing spinoffs because he's like how long is it going to take to completely degrade what csi is and make these shows less about you know the the work and more about the characters and right. make them all less interesting because of it and that's what miami's has always felt to me is it's so character driven it and not even well done character stuff it's like just everybody's pissed off these days for no good reason right and i do have to say that you know straight csi vegas is kind of in a lurch right now oh and yeah they ended it where i didn't want it to end this season yeah i mean you you saw the end yeah 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 i mean i i understand that gary jordan is leaving the show but i think they could have handled it with more tact it it's too bad when you see a character that has been with the show from the beginning to suddenly get run out of the show in just such a final way. At least with Sarah, they left stuff open. Right. But with him, they were just like, no, we're done, we're they done. They probably did that because of the way they did Sarah. Maybe. No, they probably I have think some bitter... it also had a lot to do with his real life. With the personal I mean, life. The stuff that's... The man is in serious He's accused of trouble. outside of the show and everything. But even then, well, you know, you you're you're killing... It's like... You can only kill off so many of your core characters without bringing in new, more interesting characters. Well, it makes it harder for the syndication, too. When you're sitting there and you're watching the show in syndication and all the reruns and stuff, or if you have the DVDs, if you go out and you buy those DVDs, you're watching this character that you know either turned out bad or gets killed off or whatever, and it kind of it demeans the rest of the episodes for you, <clears throat> in my opinion. It, it kind of like takes away from all these good times that you had with them to just kind of wipe it clean and say, oh, and, you know, you know they, they kind of did that with Bones for me. Yeah, exactly. Bones. Oh, yeah, that's I, true. I was really unhappy with the way Bones ended. Yeah, this was um, the season of let's this really was, shake let's up, up characters. Yeah. yeah, and... Which is know, weird because Lost season finale was the tamest in that respect. I mean, there were people that, heard about it. that are probably considered to be dead, that probably won't be, but it was like every other season. It's like let's screw everything up. And in well, the, middle the only of the one they talk about is Michael. So I mean, right, you know, and who cares? But this yeah, is like I was the spoiler I was just, episode of the podcast. Well, I was I TV. was just watching. Uh, like I said, I was watching the first season of uh, of Angel, and you know they killed off Doyle. Yeah, after you hey, know, I haven't watched that season, season yet. Oh, sorry. the first season. Person. I haven't started Angel yeah, yet. Started I'm still Angel getting yet. through. And Buffy. I don't think it took away anything that, but I think that was a planned thing. That, it, they said that that was planned from the very beginning. And, you it know, was, that it was actually well done and and added. I thought to it. So, you know, with with that, it's it's harder to watch the show because of the fact that he's actually dead. Right. Which is probably the same feeling I'm going to have. Which watching The Dark Knight is with right. Heath Ledger gone seeing well, that movie is going to be tough. And the guy that they had planned for that character, they originally planned using Whistler, who was in Buffy right. a couple of times. And I think he drank himself to death or did an OD, so yeah. they couldn't use him. And then the guy they did use, he, you know, OD'd. It's yeah. like... I was watching A Night... The a Night's Tale? Night's Tale. One of my favorite movies. We're watching movies. it in history class right now. I was like, 
in history fun. class? Here's, yes, because we have one of the final projects. Well, I should have that tapped her on that day. The eighth grade. It's all worked. Oh. <laughs> one of the projects that the eighth graders are doing is soundtrack, where they have to a pick a classical course. movie scene. I don't know. Can and you? Set it to modern music, and so because the Night's Tale, it. you know, it's like the jousting with "We Will Rock You," and uh-huh. that whole movie is riddled with Golden scenes where they've added music into it. So he's playing it for them. That's kind of a we don't have any more work this year, except for this project that you have to do, and this is a great example of it. I'm surprised you guys didn't put so. in like. Uh, We're gonna watch Bill and Ted's Excellent one. Adventure next week. Focus Journey had a better soundtrack. <laughs> Um, that's true, but they, they really signed on the bands for Bogus Journey. It wasn't as good a movie, though. Yeah, it no, it wasn't. Not even no. close. And they've Romeo never and seen it. Or something. Because you know, they're all little kids. So Yeah. So, I think going back, we've all touched on reality shows, I think, quite a bit. You are big something. on the reality show, well, it seems like. Yeah, it's I mean, hard to avoid reality shows nowadays. Right, and I think it's probably I mean, worth... I do have to say I'm excited that they're going to do Survivor, Survivor in high def. Yeah, I agree. I watched the first season of that and never watched it again. So I, don't I mean, watch any any reality shows pretty much got their big break with the real world. Real world was in New the York, and that, that was kind of you know for a music television station to do reality TV was cutting edge at the time in and of itself. But the real world gave people a look at a normal people, so to speak, in. Abnormal situations. Uh, abnormal situations, I guess, is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, and, and then Survivor up. broke it up more. And then Survivor really brought it to prime time. What I what I see with Real World is the first season especially, but even the first couple of seasons, it was a very strong example of, of something that hadn't been done before, and it was like such a great choice for them to do it, and I think it did speak a lot. But then about the season, I think, of Hawaii, it became what... Every reality show, I think, has wrong with them now, which is just about people getting together and partying and getting naked and having sex and just being morons. So now we have, like, uh, the bad farmer girls. Farmer wants a wife. Yeah, farmer wants a wife. <laughs> I just, haven't seen it yet, but the, t- well, the ads yeah. are... But the bad girl shows that Aaron watches those, like, just a bunch of women getting together and just being absolute bitches to each other and going out and partying, getting drunk and causing mass destructions to their lives and to each other's lives and causing havoc all around themselves. And then one of them wound up in jail and was all pissed off that she's in jail. And it's like, look what you're doing. (laughs) You know? So I, I just like the last season of big brother, everyone's criticizing them because just all the hijinks and stuff in the show and like how trash you got and everything else. And I'm like, well, that's what all of big brother has been six months. Since season two, it's been all about the trash. And that's what's interesting. That's what people want to see. Yeah. They want that dirt. They that's want the, to see the ugly side of people. Right. That's the problem. Is It's not like reality shows force that on people, per se. But they try to pick people that are as susceptible to it as possible. Right. It's like when Real World, when Real World first came out, it was... it was not necessarily not the beautiful people, but it was definitely not like... Andre was a beautiful person. Yeah, absolutely. There was some great people in that first cast, but it wasn't like they were trying to pick you need a moment? models. No. Andre's I, from Michigan. You have to remember, I was like 11. Or and this band was Rain Dance. I had like um, mad crush. R-E-I-G-A-N. So you let your fingers do the walking? But but they weren't trying to pick supermodels in that episode. But like when you look at most reality casts now, it's all like super hot people that they expect are going to want to bang. And that's... Almost. Almost got it. 
trust me, she doesn't spew. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's definitely made a, a change in how they pick cast members. What was the Fox reality show on the island? The Temptation Island? Temptation Island. Well, I mean, and that probably is a good indicator of when things really started to go towards let's, let's sell the sex aspect of a reality show. Yeah. I mean, because before that, yeah, Real World had all their, the people that kind of got wild and crazy, and they had some of the beautiful people, and they wanted to have, you know, at least a few of them here or there. But they were still keeping a few of the oddballs in the house and things like that. And I mean, we've probably, we've seen most of the Real World seasons. I would say the last two or three we probably haven't watched religiously. But, uh, you know, we'll record them, and if we want to fast through most of it or, or something like that we'll, we'll do it what are they on now they're on MTV I know but I mean what like season like like 19 I think damn yeah I think yeah, I've seen two seasons and they were both when like I lived that. with you guys and that was it I mean they're in Hollywood yeah. this season so I mean they've gone this is the second time back in the LA area they did in New York twice they've Remember done they used to give them jobs they had to think no they, they still they were, pretend they to give do. them jobs oh god but it's like oh, I'm a party planner yeah, now they give them jobs where they get to like go to bars and they're learning improv. Yeah, oh, this season they're, they're learning improv. That yeah, actually they're learning. They wow. do some <laughs> cool stuff in the sense I think they're learning improv at the Groundlings. That's kind of neat. Which is which until yesterday when I watched the backstory on Pee Wee Herman, did I not really realize what a big oh the thing Groundlings, the Groundlings was huge. But I think they're yeah they're learning improv there. But. uh yeah, I mean, reality. I like True Hollywood Story. Speaking of, yeah. that's a good show. That is a good show. That's not. I mean, that's a documentary, and they're usually pretty good I, about I'm their documentaries. A big fan of documentary type shows. Yeah, I am so. too. Oh, and Thirty Days is coming back. Yeah, I'm excited that Thirty Days is coming back. The guy who did um, Super Size. You guys Super are bringing me. up so many shows that I've never even heard. Yeah, of. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, Thirty no, Days. Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> Did no supersize me where he ate McDonald's for 30, 30 days yes, and yes. put on all kinds of weight. Well, he started a show called 30 Days that he did he takes one people season out of their or element. two seasons before. This, this, I, this is the second, second season, season I, believe. I believe. But he basically took people and said, okay, for 30 days, I'm going to take this, you know, white Protestant Christian dude and he's going to live with gay Muslims. Oh, something like and that. And it's going to change his life. And I don't think it's that extreme, but I think, yeah. It's, there are it's, some it's, extremes to there it. There are some. But it's, it's, We're going to take this KKK member they and sort of have do that with a African-American family. Too. That show is scary, though. Well, the, the God Warrior Wife woman swap. was... No, not <laughs> just the, the scary God woman. There have been multiple. It always seems to me on that show, like, the moms that... I don't want to say represent me, but... The moms that I have anything in common with, like the kind of punk rock out there, like bizarre moms, they always take it to like such a massive extreme. You know, it's like the body piercing couple where the woman works in the Coney Island freak show. And I'm like, okay, that's taking it extreme. But well, that's what television. TV does is take right, things to extreme. That's what I'm saying like is you never see like down to earth normal people where they're like, okay, earth normal because people probably wouldn't beyond that show or at the very least are not as interesting as they want them to be for television they want that big bang of like oh this is going to really stir things up and this is what's going to get attention yep. that's what producers have to do 
it's too bad that reality shows are so far removed from reality. Um, but that's no that's one will what watch sells them TV. Otherwise. All reality shows are is a cheap product to get the same dynamic that you get from drama television or from you know high end comedies or things like that, where it's like, yeah, these are all really extreme situations, and this is you know. You've got a comedy show where real extreme situations happen, but it's funny. And you've got a re- reality show where real extreme situations happen because we stage them. Right. So here I have a question now to keep us on the reality TV, but kind of in a little bit different direction. So we now have this new, not new, but uh, you know, in the last four or five years, the, the genre of the contest, win yourself you know, half a million dollars or a million dollars reality show. Right. Your survivors, your big brothers, those sort of things. Um, you know, there's when a always been when Brett Michaels win Flavor Flav. Yeah, well, those aren't really winning things, but um, <laughs> for some people, they I are. like Brett Michaels and I all like of Brett it. Michaels. And Flavor Flav is actually kind of fun to watch, but in any case, there's always the rumors of they're rigged, you know, right. or they're like Tequila Tequila's going to end up with a girl this season because she ended up with, with guy a guy last, last season. season. Yeah, you have a much more deep conspiracy theory. View I of things than I think, but I is, but came no, to that same theory. Corey's with me on the and I don't even watch theory. the show. But I mean, my belief is that they're not rigged, but their their plot is flexible. Mm-hmm. So on your Big Brothers or your Survivors, I think as they watch the things unfold, they have. I think it's predominantly in the challenges. Yeah, they have a pool of challenges, and it's not always set exactly which one's going to be next. They pull the challenge that will move kind the of plot move things in forward, one direction or another for and better they, television. They hope that maybe the person that they're pushing for, yeah, in the last two seasons of Big Brother, there have been in the final like five players or so, they've had a challenge where uh, Julie Chen has asked questions, and then the answer is really far fetched. Like, in this last season, they asked, you know, how many couples knew each other before they entered the house? Is there a couple left or whatever? And they said the couple that knew each other, um, when the question was answered and the person who should have won got it wrong, was because she answered, no, there were no other couples. But it turned out the couple they meant was the guinea pigs. And they say, in the next episode, they they put it all together. Like, oh, the guinea pigs knew each other because they're sisters. And it turns out, of course, they weren't sisters. They were just fucking guinea pigs. But... They kind of twist the answer. I don't know what the guinea pigs. Who are the guinea pigs? There were guinea pigs in the house. What's a guinea pig? Oh, the guinea pigs in the house. They had literal guinea pigs in the house in a cage. Wow. And they said, "Oh, well, these two guinea pigs were actually the other couple in the house." Bullshit answer. It was like, "Oh, we want this other person to win." And she even froze on the. They took forever for her to decide whether the person got it right or wrong. So there's a lot of conspiracy theorists behind reality TV, and when you're watching reality TV. You have the person that you're rooting for, and of course, you you want things to go your way. So it, it could all be bullshit, but honestly, that's the whole thing of TV is the fact that someone is pulling those strings, someone is manipulating situations, someone is putting them into situations that they know will be explosive for <clears throat> television, and they want to have the most interesting people in the end because if they don't, people drop out of the show by the last three or four people up there. They're like, wow, this is really dull. Right. I think that when it comes to money being on the line that's what happened to us with the next food network star last season it was like oh once they got down to like the final four or five or something like that it was like okay none of these people interest me so i'm just not gonna watch the show anymore 
I don't watch reality shows, and I just think they're the dumbest things in existence. So yeah, I think I don't have much to add. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't disagree with you, and I watch probably the worst one in Big Brother. Farmer wants a wife. No, no, I don't watch Farmer Watch a Wife. I did watch Amish in the City. I didn't and I really like that it. one. Amish in the City was great because they took five Amish people and they set them up in a real world home with like seven non Amish people. Um, when they were, uh, I forget what they call it, but there's basically this point in their lives where they're supposed to Yam Springa, where they oh, go they out. They take a year off. And yeah, they, go... they take a year off to decide if they want to come back in the Amish community. And it was just really interesting to see these guys with very different values with these other people. And these other people were just treating it like they're in a regular reality show when they're going to go out and party and do all this stuff. And the Amish are like, um, we want to have a good time, but we still have our morality and our values and stuff that we don't want to screw around with. So there was a definite split in the house. And a lot of the infighting wasn't between the Amish and the other people. It was between those other people and themselves. You know, like, they're hooking up and they're fighting about things and they're breaking up and one guy's gay and he likes a guy who's straight and they fight about it and stuff like that. And the Amish are just like, um, I'm going to carve some wood. I'm going to make toys for everybody. I really like that show for the Amish people. I hated everybody else. It was just, it like was so toy ridiculous. toys or? No, he, he, Moe's made just little doodads and like stuff. Trucks and planes. Yeah. I don't think that's what Cisco thought he was I would to a different no, place with toys. Little wooden people. Little wooden boy. Um, but yeah. Little wooden something. Reality shows. It's not little, but it could be wood. Like Chris was saying with Temptation Island, it was the start of the end for, I think, me, at least. Of well, and I, think I didn't have that... a lot of interest in it. But I do like the, the contest competition shows with the cooking shows. Or I like the reality shows as far as like the home improvement shows and things like that. I think those are reality shows. I love that they brought Paige back to Trading Spaces. Okay, Thank God. Count those were, I mean, like I do, I do watch Candace Olsen those, but are those, I guess that's considered a reality show, I guess. The, yeah, the how-tos and the do-it-yourselfs are, are they've that's been, not they're, reality. they're not, quote, in the same genre. I mean, they really I are. Mean, they're probably the first reality show. Bob, television. Bob Vila's been mm. doing this whole house for 30 years. Right. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Norm but Abrams. again, the man has been doing the show for like 30 years. It's all about Norm. And I mean, okay, if we want to go to classic reality television, Johnny let's Carson. all say it. Happy Trees. I don't know if that's Bob reality Ross television. had reality television. The man sat in front of a camera. No, the man sat in front of a camera, talked to the audience, and painted Hi. In real time. Hi, boys and girls. But that, we're going to go ahead and paint That's a different trees. degree. I, I think you reality you television... You know you watched the Bob Ross show. You know you watched Sienna, Happy Trees. And we're going to go ahead and just lightly brush it over here. And then we're going to go ahead and take our hooker green. <laughs> Fuck that. Every one of your paintings looked the exact same. And it's something you could find in, in every Sunday garage sale. And... You know, there's there no variation. Always yeah, a frickin Thomas Kincaid is all over the place, and we went to the park yesterday, and we saw Ann Getty's dolls at the Butterfly Hut, and just, oh my god. Art is subjective. It sucks. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like if you have a group of artwork, and it all looks the same, and there's really no differentiation between it, and it's like, look at Bob Ross paintings. Not to, I mean, I'm not saying that he, he was a crappy artist, just that he never did anything outside his box. Everything had a mountain range in it. And some beautiful pine trees and a stream. Well, it was all the same. Did I mean I've never looked at Bob's work outside of that show? 
I mean, does he have work outside of that show, or is I, the, the show it? That's that's the question. Is maybe he was doing it that way for the show to get people just to get started. It was very basic techniques and stuff, but maybe that's to get people interested, and then they grow out of the box themselves. They we shift topics. Out of the box. What we shifted topics. Well, um, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, to a certain degree. But yeah, I mean, yes, Scott. I want to totally possible. veer off here. Have you ever went on the art trails, which is like a Sonoma County? It's all these people do right. do their art in their houses. Really cool. Should oh, check it yeah, out sometime. It. You and I are going to go learn how to screen print. Okay. The art teacher at the school said that we could come out to her studio and learn how to screen print. Then that. we can make D20 shirts. Yeah, rock on. Wait for my signal. <laughs> um, Which we know I think all of you will Corey, want. Did, did before you need we got... to check you? Is that why you turned your head and cough? I didn't want to cough into the mic. It oh. probably picked up pretty well as it was. But I think what Corey touched on at the tail end before we veered hard left there... <laughs> Um, left. Turn it Always left. Yes. Always left. Was that the reality shows that seem to still be having that original reality show charm are the ones that aren't. They're finding topics that are interesting without them being dramatic or overly over the top dramatic. Right. So Top Chef is interesting because it's got, you know, challenges that are challenges. It you gives them I mean? something to do. I still enjoy Survivor because while there's still some conniving and whatnot, it's still really about the challenges and right. the scenery. I mean, it's still kept pretty close to its roots. I mean, they still, the most- every season now, they throw on the one token, really strange person right. that usually gets voted no, out. Not. Well, they might the be token. A couple of weeks, if they're not the strange. first week. The thing that I think is best for Survivor is to TiVo it and start about 40 minutes behind. And by the so you can, you can fast past. forward through all the, the fighting in camp and all the bickering and all the stupid little things. Can and really, it's, yes, like going to Renfair. Well, if think... you can just keep on walking and hum, <laughs> you're good. While you're playing Nintendo? Humming while playing Nintendo is probably... No, that's a whole different category. We'll get to that another time. What <laughs> number is Tell a Me a show. Story? Um, that's not my story. Nine. Anyway. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. I think, uh, I think it's sad the television is leaning more towards reality shows because they're cheap to make um, and they get about the same viewership or better than a lot of the shows that take an effort to create. And so you're seeing more reality television in place of thinking shows. Or, you know, you get a drama, and it's successful, and you make four spinoffs of that drama. More good story shows. You get a sitcom, and you make spinoffs of that sitcom. Now, granted, Cheers begat Frasier, um, MASH, although begat after MASH. So oh there's God. there's good and bad. That was bad. Freeze but company Buffy begat, gave us Angel. Uh... And because of Buffy yes. and Angel, we got Firefly briefly. Um, because of Firefly doing well on DVDs, we're going with uh, Dollhouse soon. So it, it's funny Firefly that... Firefly is a better show overall as far as what I've watched. It's, it's an excellent show. But it was also a hard sell and hard to get people to watch. Even though they were Buffy and Angel fans, suddenly you have a Western in space. Well, I think... And those... I like... Oh. It, I like... Even though that was the movie, that was the TV show that made him not renew Dark Angel. Yeah. Loved, loved Dark Angel. 
Which Can't one? wait for Robin Serenity. Hood to come back. Oh, Robin Hood is back. Firefly. Totally yeah. excited. Firefly. Have to put it back in my TiVo. I'm so excited that Robin Hood is back. Yep. Um, and that's another thing, too, is that I find a lot of times I don't watch TV when it's live. I'll save up a few episodes of a show planning to watch them because of the TiVo or whatever. And then sometimes I'll forget and not watch the show. Like, I had the last three episodes of Veronica Mars on my TiVo for about a year and didn't get to watch them, and they finally got eaten because I had other stuff that suddenly got recorded. Um, but I'll wind up buying the third season DVDs at some point. I got the first two. If you I do, I want to watch them because I Paula couldn't get into the third season, and I want to watch them still. Well, I think part of the thing that's not going to kill regular shows is the fact that since everything now is pretty much coming out, the summer, during the summer, that last season of the show is on DVD. Yeah. Right. You know, now, I mean, it's hard now to not find shows that aren't hitting DVD come June or July. No, well, I mean, well, House and Nip and Tuck aren't. Those are two we watch, and they don't come out till like, October. But probably about the time that the next season is going to start up. So. Oh, that's another show I really like now. Is they the, they're the, usually the, try to push um, them up before the season starts again. It's right. the new Terminator show. I really enjoy that as well. That's good. Sarah Only caught part, part of... Like part of an episode of that. Yeah, I love. I that's my shows. I watch tons of sci-fi shows, and Paula doesn't. So those are the ones I always have to watch at lunch. And when and I'm I, watching it at home, she comes in and makes fun of me while I'm watching them. You know, she I, to, I have several of those that I have to watch when Aaron's not around and stuff. Because people I went, say lines, she has to copy them with whatever weird accent they have. Sorry. I went through that with Hex. I oh. loved Hex. I thought it was a great show. Chris couldn't stand it. It's funny that we are that's talking more about British. I just didn't go out of my way to television. watch it. Whereas American I really like BBC. Is getting sort of replaced. I love BBC. BBC, but not only BBC, but I mean those, BBC, those shows are becoming Science prominent Channel. on yeah. sci-fi. Um, yeah, sci-fi, Science Channel. I love Doctor Who. The Just the, the props are so bad. I mean... It's hilarious. That's one thing that I do appreciate <laughs> is we do get a lot of kind of out there channels. You know, we get the Science Network. Now think we about get that. the History Channel. We get... Think about the amount of, of budget that goes into an American program. To make something like that. And a lot of shows, they don't get renewed because of the budgets, because it costs so much to produce an episode. That's what they gave an excuse on for Angels, that it costs more to produce it than what they felt they were going to earn back right. at that point in time. So they decided to kick it. Now that's because it transferred over to, uh, was it still WB when it, and Buffy gone to UPN? Yeah. Yeah. But WB was kind of like abandoning a lot of those shows and going more towards well, the Well, that's what makes sci-fi and, and those kind of shows tough to produce to begin with right so they they have a higher requirement for because no one wants to watch a vampire tv show where the vampires don't look like vampires like vampires you know or okay we're gonna throw in the mystic element well magic has to look real or the demons have to look not but, like a guy in a rubber suit but then you look at the the bbc shows where they don't have big budgets where it's obvious that they don't have really big budgets but they're damn good shows because they have better writing and better acting and they they don't camp it up they just try to make a quality program and right. i think that's what the u.s is missing like when they they take those bbc shows and they bring them over to the u.s um and copy them and try to put them on right. here and they completely lose their charm like coupling was an nbc show that was based off of a bbc show that was based off of friends so friends begot the bbc coupling which right. was great and then they did coupling in the U.S. after Friends, and it sucked and lasted for like four episodes. Yeah, but my guess is that if you brought them over in the normal format from the BBC, there really is probably a small sampling of people that enjoy the show that right. way. I mean, it, it what it comes well, down to is it's in the U.S., our 
what we want out of television as a whole, maybe not the people we are the in land this of Hollywood, is something a lot different than the other areas. There's a reason why our movies are more popular in other countries than their movies are here and stuff, and that's true. We we do heavily produce things, but you are seeing more and more people are talking about Doctor Who, and it is a more popular show on sci-fi than almost anything else on sci-fi except maybe Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, but I think sci-fi I'm, is... I'm watching on BBC, though, versus sci-fi, which I think sci-fi is a season ahead. Right. So I, I haven't seen the new season with the, the new companion, which kind of... I didn't like her in the one episode I saw her in in the second or third season, so... But sci-fi is definitely that. a niche channel. It is, but it's funny because those shows, like Firefly um, did better on sci-fi than it did on fox of course well, yeah. and i mean we'll continue to do better if he did episodes for sci-fi if he dumped the budget down and he did either direct to dvd or direct for download or sci-fi version of the show the show could go on inconceivably forever i mean it, right. yeah like i love stargate atlantis i, I love that show and, and granted it's not the best show but i i, I love watching it and it could not it, no way could it survive on network television or anything i mean or yeah or, well the thing know, is has, you got has to be on you got a geek oriented tv show on a geek channel yeah i mean it yeah it's hard well, to it's like, i shouldn't say it's hard to screw that up but you definitely set yourself up for more success than trying to run it on channel 2 but how much yeah. time do you spend on these new channels compared to the main broadcast network channels now cuz that's what's happening is all their advertising and stuff is leaving for these other things. Like, look how popular... More people watch The Daily Show than they watch the news. Obviously. You know, I mean, people watch the news, but they don't get into the news. People get into The Daily Show, and it's like, it's important to them to watch yeah, it. Yeah, but what I think what you're seeing is the same trend you saw in, in radio. Is that everything is now getting uh, columnized or uh, siloed. Right. To, you now have a station that's the sci-fi channel. And it, all the sci-fi shows do really well on the sci-fi channel because if people who watch sci-fi shows go to the sci-fi channel. so it's. But I don't watch a lot of the sci-fi sh- channel. I will watch... Well, yeah, but you, maybe you're shows. the exception. I mean, the thing is, is you got... It's hard to make it on primetime because primetime is trying to be an everything channel. You know, they, they feel they need to have some comedies, some dramas. But it's hard some, when they have five of the same show. You know, when you've got so many CSIs or you've got so many uh, Law and Orders. Right, th- but that's because those are the things that on the primetime thing work. That they've, they've caught on and they work for them. So, I mean, essentially what happens when you create a channel that is CSI or a channel that is Law and Order or maybe a combination of the two, which yes, are all shows like mystery that. channel. The Sleuth right. channel or a mystery channel. And so, I mean, does that eat away at what these varying shows are on those networks it at does. that point? It does. It absolutely does. And that's that's what's worrisome. That's is, why XM Radio and Sirius and all those are, you know, popular because you can Video killed the radio star. It's tough to have a normal radio station that's that's so funneled into a specific music genre and still get a large area of, of uh people in within the broadcasting range compared to satellite where you can broadcast all over the world and do nothing but, you know, 80 Leonard songs Skinner. from 82 to 84. You know what I mean? You can still get by because you can get... <laughs> well, I mean, part of the reason I think... There's a couple reasons why I prefer <laughs> the satellite radio. I threw in Leonard um, Skinner. Only Cork you heard me and giggled. I like satellite radio because uh, less commercials. Um, and also because of such a varying amount of channels. Um, and no Black static, but coming. of course. Um, but because there's so many Black different Crows. stations... 
when there is the repetitive nature of music, when there is that same song being played for the eighth time that day, I can switch to something else and listen to it. Whereas with regular uh, terrestrial radio, I've got maybe three channels that are music that I want to listen to, and they all pretty much the same, play the same songs, the same kind of rotations, and so I don't get the variety of stuff that I want, and I have to keep hearing the same song over and over again. And that really bugs me, and that's something else about America that, that I think is kind of wrong, is that they want to focus on one thing and have that be the only popular thing or maybe the ten popular things at that point in time, and then everything else gets kind of pushed away. It, it limits originality, it limits creativity, and that's what I think happens with TV is you get your, oh, CSI's really popular, so we got to make another CSI. Oh, that CSI's doing pretty good, too. Let's make a third CSI. And that seems kind of ridiculous, because not only do those other shows not do as well and aren't as good as the original, but the original stops being as good because you're like, oh, they just did this episode on the other one. You know, I couldn't tell you how many times, I think it was two seasons ago, I was watching CSI and CSI Miami, and I'd pick up, like... They solved the case the same way two weeks ago on the other show. You know, it was the same kind of thing, and it right. just it gets really old and repetitive, and it seems like they're not thinking about the television they're making, and that's why I think we're looking at BBC you know, as a different outlet, and sci-fi, which will take things from different areas. Yeah, I, just, I think that's because on primetime channels, they're trying to uh, please a mass... A much larger mass of people. Mm -hmm. They are, but even they will like, like just play the same shows. Like there's there's a couple nights a week where they've just pretty much given up on TV. Um, like Fridays and Saturdays. Very cool. Flip one back. Um, on Fridays and Saturdays, there's almost nothing on television, or on Sundays as well, that that is new stuff. Like I think NBC was doing for a while and I think WB was doing it too where they would play shows that they played earlier in the week. They would replay replay them on Friday and Saturday nights or Sunday nights. I think WB was doing where they took that week's Smallville and that week's Supernatural and they played them another yeah, night of the you. week. Yes, flash me please. Well, Fridays for me was Battlestar Galactica nice. and Moonlight. Yeah, and that's the thing is but and that that's this year but yeah. It's it's really funny that we just kind of go Oh, well, no one's going to be home, so why even try to make anything on TV? But do you and think that's, that's what, really the case? Well, I guess it could be, I guess. But like I said, know, with me taping TiVo, it doesn't matter what night. I never I watch things say, on the day. And the I night. think that's the other to thing. To me, that's the thing that's going on with broadcast is they, for a long time, they were in denial of how DVRs were affecting things. But I think that they finally have had to face the fact that it's okay to have some dead downtime during prime time where there isn't anything anybody's interested in watching because we're not watching real-time television anyway. But if they're playing repeats, then they're not even marketing to the people with the TiVos. No, they're trying to. They're doing repeats to try to catch the people that... That don't have TiVo. That don't, either don't have TiVo or... TiVo to other shows that... Well, they're night. not using it that night. You know, They're just trying to throw stuff out there to catch someone flipping channels because they've either watched all their stuff on TiVo or they just don't feel like watching what's on their TV. I mean, I have nights where it's like, yeah, five things in the TiVo, but you know what? I don't I don't feel like watching it. But I mean, remember when television had a turnoff point? You yes. get to like 1 a.m. or something like that and they play the national anthem and TV and then you would go off the air and you'd have TV. static. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, Poltergeist? Absolutely. But 
Don't go into the light. Then someone said, wow, there's this whole dead air period where we could be making money with their programming. Or there's people who work nights. Or it's mostly paid television It's still. mostly paid television, but then they're at least getting earnings out of it. Or you've yeah, got like your 24-hour erotic... networks. Because Cartoon Network is on 24 hours a day, always mm-hmm. showing cartoons. Um, there are certain Shop channels erotic. That, that... Well, yeah, right on. That's only two hours. But you look at that and you go, okay, well, at least someone's got something on the air. I think when you when you just give up a time slot or you give up a night, then you're basically saying, okay, well, we just don't care enough anymore. And that's when things start to slip away. That's what happened to cartoons. Cartoons slipped off the regular networks because they said, oh, we're not getting the, the viewership that we once had, so we're going to go to the Saved by the Bell shows and Hoop Dreams and things like that. And so I cartoons like by the Bell. almost went away. They they disappeared. Yeah. If it wasn't for the Cartoon Network and for the Disney Channel, we would have lost cartoons I don't think I on TV Saved almost all together. Was it Berkeley? Yeah. Fox I mean, Kids uh, kind of brought them back Fox a little bit. Fox Kids and was Saved by the Bell the one with give, the, you know, the guy from WKRP in Cincinnati who was a teacher. No, was that was, no, that was Head of the Class. Of the that class. was the one I watched. I loved Head of the Class. That was that a great was an show. Awesome show. Yeah, we were actually, made it okay done pretty well with actually staying away from eighties TV shows. Parker Lewis can't lose. I remember Parker yeah. Lewis. That was an awesome show. <laughs> Got to give props to Scooby Doo. Okay, well then All let's let's go back to Knight Rider, which they're coming Knight out Rider. with. They're just going to suck. Classic I'm not even going to bother TVing that. That it was it was pretty disappointing. I heard the I can't believe the they're going to make Knight it. Rider. I mean, it was so bad. It it was a movie pilot to sell it. It may improve. It may stay. I horrible. just watched it for the nostalgia fa- factor, and once I saw it once, it's like okay, that's enough. Although, yeah. I gotta say... BJ and the Bear, man. Be, being BJ from... Wow. <laughs> being, being from Michigan and growing up in a family where, you know, you had, you know, grandpa, dad, uncle, extended family that worked for one of the big three. Uh, my dad actually worked for Ford for 34 years and actually worked on... The last car he worked on before he retired was... Uh, not not this not the current Mustang body style, but the body style prior to that. Yeah. So right when it started to go to that retro look, that was the last vehicle he worked on. So that that's where I was really keen on watching it because you know I I love the the new look of the Mustang. Detroit. I love mm-hmm. I love the retro look. Well, it's all about the car, um, man. I wish all cars would go retro because I was just like, dude, that's just primo. And that's all I wanted to watch it for was the damn car. I, I would just watch it on mute. Yeah. You know, it would have been better. Somebody, know, that's, that's it, you know. Somebody <laughs> needs to make, like, the old-style gangster cars with the suicide doors. But new that's and called, safe with side curtain airbags. That's and, all, like, custom. No, I know, but somebody... Somebody the problem is out making there, them so that they look like that still and still feel like the same car, but with still those, get gas with mileage. With those trunks that used to fold in yes. the seats. That would be awesome. Those cars were heavy I mean, and I gas I have to guzzlers. say, oh, big time. love the FD I know, Cruiser. nowadays gas So excited no, about no it. It looks way. nothing like a Land Cruiser. So I now that we totally okay, sidetracked. Sorry. Um, with one, Sorry. We're at an Do hour. Do they even do Monster Garage or any of those anymore? Not no, they went they off haven't. the air. Monster Garage went off that the air. That was awesome. I love Monster Garage. Um, Monster House went off the air, but Steve is doing other stuff on uh, Monster DIY. Monster House Monster Garage. I really like that. I wanted. That's why I wanted to buy a house. I'm going to tell you right now. I bought a house to be on Monster House, to be on Trading Spaces, to be on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I, I wanted someone to come and make my life better. <laughs> so many and other reasons. You had to own a house Eye. to do it. I, I'm, I'm trying. I, 
I am. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to find creative ways to make it all happen and not cost a lot of money. That's impossible. So, <laughs> at this know, point, I, I think we'll great. we'll stop uh, podcast number ten TV Okay, shows. but no, before Wait. we stop, Wait, okay. we we had started to branch into cars old school yeah, what, what are your favorite shows? your classic shows favorite TV classic show. shows that everybody like, gets one everybody one is enough for anybody sorry okay really want for reference that was um, awesome but everybody take a moment and talk about give us your favorite show classically like it could be a today show it doesn't matter but just like your favorite show why you know and what about it what do you miss about it what would you like to see happen from that show in like today's TV it's a hard question. MacGyver. Chris is all about the MacGyver. Good I mean, it was... For when it was out in the stage of my life I was in, it just worked for me. I mean, that somewhat science geeky guy, but he yeah. wasn't overly geeky, but he was science smart and, you know, got to travel around, do adventures and, and whatnot, and, you know, use science. And during, you know, that was high school for me. Junior high, high school, because the thing ran for seven years. Um, that's where I was kind of headed, and it just made it seem cool. Was it the gadget-making stuff that kind of... Yeah, it actually, the show got bad in the last probably three seasons when he stopped doing as much as the MacGyverisms, and it was more about, let's save the black-horned rhinos. It kind of like what they Which did had the Cooper Gooden Jr. in it, mind you, as one of the, the Frog yeah, yeah. Brothers. I just remember the youngest the, of the frogs. I just runners. remember the go back in time where they learned his name. Or the Coltons, I guess. Hmm? The the go back in time one where they with Merlin and all that stuff where they learned his name. I that was that the very last season. Yeah. No, I I love that show too. That good show. But you you want to see a show come back where it's like someone makes stuff and like solves problems in that way or yeah, you know, would I like to see another show like that? Yeah, I think that's kind of neat. I think you get... As long I mean, as I get that wasn't... kick from watching uh, Mythbusters. Yeah. So I don't really need Jamie Wood. Right, I was going to say, show. as long as it's not an actual <laughs> remake of, of MacGyver. the show. Right. Because I, I wouldn't along... watch MacGyver if it didn't have Richard right. Gene Anderson on it. Because you can't do a new MacGyver. I love Richard Gene Anderson's Stargate. I mean, that's yeah. the only reason to watch the, Star, the yeah. first Stargate. I love Stargate Atlantis is better than the Stargate SD-1, but the only reason to watch that one was Richard Dean Anderson. But that's a great call. So, awesome. Scott? Corky? Who knows there's next, I guess is the question. I, I'm, I'm trying to narrow mine down. I have to go with Dharma and Greg. Okay. Why? No. Yeah. Because Dharma and Greg started up just right around when you and I met. Right after that. You really that. wanted us to be Dharma and Greg, and didn't you? <laughs> it wasn't that I wanted us to be Dharma and Greg. It was that I saw a lot of parallels between Dharma and Greg and our relationship. And your parents. And, yeah, the parent thing, you know, not to say that my parents have a house built around a trampoline, but, you know, I wouldn't put it past my mom to have a room built around a trampoline. I, I really wouldn't. And Randy really is kind of out of it a lot of the time. And Randy so. is kind of out of it. I love him to death. But and your yeah. parents are, and your are parents very cool. Are I, not I love your parents, and I'm not even going to go into comments, but they are kind of straight-laced comparatively. And I think they've grown oh, I don't they've know. Come way, over knowing yeah. her family and her. I think they've opened up a lot. They've come way to the left. Yeah. The left to the left. <laughs> Always to the left. And Always to the left. That is a pretty neat thing because you can see sort of where it started and where it wound up. And yeah, I think that, but I, that's a good parallel. And I have to say that 
one of my favorite aspects of Dharma and Greg, aside from the Dharma and Gregness of it, was that I loved the interaction between Dharma and her best friend, Jane. I loved, like, one of my favorite all-time episodes shopping is where, where she was in the... Dharma is pushing Jane around in the shopping cart, and she's sitting in the kid's seat. And they pass somebody in the aisle, and she reaches out and takes the kid's thing. And still to this day, anytime that episode is on, I literally sit on the floor and laugh until I cry, because it's just so funny. But did she ride the penny pony up front? She did! We got kicked out of the store because you did that. <laughs> yeah. Last time I sat on one of those, the music was going, <laughs> I can't handle this weight. <laughs> no, we had, there was a girl sitting on the horse riding it, and I was just kind of standing behind enjoying it. Not a little girl. The horse. Oh, career opportunities. Horse. Yeah. I was going to say, were yeah. you standing behind the horse? I was, I I was almost uh, on the saddle. Yeah. There was, you still yes. have that movie? That, that goes yeah, straight. Probably VHS, which I don't have a player for. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. What, career opportunities? Yeah. That goes yeah. straight back to uh, high school for me, because we had this lion statue that was out in the middle of the quad, because, you know, high school mascot was the lions. But I don't know whose brilliant idea it was to make this, like, what, it was like three feet long, like, crouched lion, like, laying down. But it was raised, like, five feet off the ground. And so... At any given time during the day, someone would be riding the lion. Oh, and like I mean like riding, rodeo riding, style, like, like hand above their head, rolling body riding the lion in the quad. I don't think I ever saw that in the time I was there, but seriously, yeah, you, five see, feet up, I'd have to stand on him. To, okay, <laughs> to maybe ride. not five feet up. It's it was on a it was on like a cement three pillar. feet, or something. like the yeah. library in Ghostbusters. Yes, so. Scott One Corby. of the, yeah. Um, Corey's show? apparently putting himself last for some reason. I I can go, man. I I'll jump all over it. I just like I, to give I, I would actually have to say, uh, going with tunes, um, I'd have to go with uh, the the Chuck Jones, Tom and Jerry. Chuck Jones, Tom and Jerry is yeah. I and mean, that's I watch Tom and Jerry on Cartoon Network sometimes, but every once in a while they'll throw in one of the ones from the seventies or when people start talking and that pisses me off. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. A lot of it, it, it was it was really about how the story was delivered. Uh, not to mention how it was actually rendered. It was just marvelous. Um, you know, it really brought more of the personalities out in in the you know the two main characters. Then they had Spike and Tyke. Um, you know, I mean, you had all these other offshoot characters, but it was really about how. Two people who really hated each other. You could see how they, like they they interacted, and at the end they they were always friends, you know, or they started out as friends in the, in the cartoon. Um, you just you felt know. like there was a good rivalry between them, but it was never mean. It right. wasn't malicious. No, it right. wasn't malicious. But really, the thing that really tied it together, and and you saw, it, and you even saw it with like Ed, Ed and Eddie, was the music. Yeah, the music went with the story, where. It was something serene happened. They had, you know, like a flute or something playing in the background. And then there'd be like a chase scene. Like the music would pick up and it would be exciting. And it would, you know, it'd be, you know, horns or whatever. And that's what you saw in good classic cartoons. It was cool when they were doing like the Looney Tunes. They were playing them on the screen. And the orchestra was playing them. You would go see the, the concerts right. and stuff like that. There there was definitely something really cool about the orchestration back then. <clears throat> so that's, that's what I really really look at it you know and, it, and it's become 
I don't know, kind of like a standard that I'm looking at some of these new cartoons. I'm like, Foster's, I mean, it's great, but... Madam Foster? The, the only thing that really stood out with all the new cartoons was Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Not because it was a great cartoon, because it was, and not because um, Ed actually looked like one of our friends, Hunt. Um, <laughs> that Hunt that actually won't? sounded like Ed. Uh, it was for the fact that, you know, the storytelling was great, you know, the plots were great, it was funny, it was drawn well, but it had that music, and, and it fit the mood of the cartoon and told a story. I mean, you could watch Tom and Jerry on mute, you could watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie on mute, and you get the story. You could close your eyes and and listen to it, and then you would actually get the story in your head because of the music. Yeah, seriously, it had to be because the music of Tom and Jerry didn't talk. Right, but I mean, was, you would hear sound effects. You believe right, it. but I mean, you'd hear sound effects and things like that. But through the music, you could actually picture what was going on. Yeah. So. Going to the music thing, I have to say that one of my my favorite new shows, and I say new as in in the last five six years, is the Backyardigans, and it's kind of that same thing. I saw an episode that Cindy Lauper did all the music for. Nice. And like. I was watching a sh- one with Madison the other day, and they were dur- learning to do the Charleston. So they were playing, like, the big band swing music in the background while they were learning how to do the Charleston. Oh, musically, you can't beat Hey Gabba Gabba. Um, Yo Gabba oh, Gabba. Stop. Yo Gabba Gabba. You, you guys Sorry. really need to check out... Because it reminds me of a creepy Ramones. show. You guys that really need to check creepy. out the, the Cindy Lauper, Tony Bennett duet. That's all I gotta say. I have to look for that. Marvelous. Scott, did you come up with your show? Or we have to turn it over to Corey. We'll give you some more time. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go with X-Files. I was thinking, I was flipping Which between has 21 Jump Street, Ooh, X-Files, love 21 Jump Street. and Quantum Leap. But um, yeah, I'll go with shows. X-Files. Love 21 Jump Street. Yeah. And are you looking forward to the new film? Or do you yeah. think it's past oh, yeah, its prime? Big time. Well, I mean, yeah, I didn't watch the last season because the last season sucked. Who did watch it? Yeah, when, but, it, when they switched characters yeah. to Daggett and everything. Yeah. And, and it's nothing against those people, but they had such a big thing to write in on, you know, of, of Duchovny and, um... Jillian Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, just write in on them, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I was gonna hey, you remember from the dress in Twin Peaks? I was gonna throw it. You would have done him. Out, but I won't do that. I used to always love hmm. the black and white Popeye, speaking of cartoons. I was Pink Panther. I never but, watched the X Files, but X Files, yeah, X Files was freaking great. I mean, See? I just loved the See? interaction between those around. two characters. There were it was the best. The episodes I really liked were the the off episodes. Um, the vampire by Darren episode. Morgan. The vampire episode was by Darren, um, and the uh, War of the Carcophagi or something like that. The cockroach episode. Oh yes, which was fantastic. The funniest episode of X-Files and just in general one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV. Or I love the one with the dude there was like some dude that like hibernated and he built himself a cocoon out of his like vomit. Yep. And David Duchovny touched it and he was like there's like no manly way I could get this off my hand. (laughs) 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 That's gross. The the whole thing with the lone gunman which now that's funny because that's, that's more stuff about Fox is Fox letting really good shows go without giving them a chance. They almost canceled X-Files right off the bat um, until it found its voice and until it started to get a following. That was before the internet, really. And then The Lone Gunman came out as a spinoff series and had maybe a season, if that. 
I and didn't even know it came out. Yeah, they had a, a whole season of it, and then they brought it's like back Ripper. I'm still waiting for them off. Yeah, Ripper may happen. That it, it's still... the genie episode of X Files though too. Another excellent episode. Yeah, the Great genie show. that wrapped up in the rug, and they had the two idiots that were trying to figure out their wishes. And we're not twins. Now I can yeah. see X Files being sort of a a basis for a lot of the other shows you watch, though, because I think that if you like the X Files. You probably would like Buffy and Angel. You probably would like Dresden Files and um, some of the other shows and stuff. Eureka. That, yeah. yeah. Eureka. Lots of those shows. Eureka's yeah. really good. I These are shows that I haven't really watched up until suddenly I'm like off one day and they're playing a marathon on sci-fi and I'm going, oh, wow, this is great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, is Re- Eureka having a third season? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that it would. It's, I think it's done okay. I'll make sure it's... What? Nothing. You look like you ate a canary. So Corey, what? Um, your show? Is that her name? What? what? Canary? Yeah, the imaginary girl? Oh. No. She doesn't sing, but if we caged her, we might actually get her to show up. Um, like a leprechaun? For me, I'm I'm probably... And I love a lot of TV. I yeah. really do. It, and it would be like maybe Buffy or Angel or something like that. But if I went just all... If I could see any show come back, it would be Greatest American Hero. And I just everything about that show was. Have you cool watched to me. it recently? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I know that I've got great memories of a show that's probably really bad, but from the very first episode when the guy was driving through the desert and the dead guy was on the side of the road or like zombie guy or whatever, and then he kept driving and drove past him. And then they'd show him on the side of the road, but getting closer and closer and closer. Like he keeps driving past him until he's finally like standing in front of the car. Freak me the hell out. The talking on the radio thing, they would have it switch stations back and forth so that the people on the stations that were talking would make up sentences from what they were saying and stuff. It was such a genius show. The whole superhero concept, of course, was just massive to me as a kid. I wanted that suit so bad. And I didn't care if I didn't have an instruction book. I would have figured out how to fly damn straight. <laughs> William Cat, you know, I still love. It doesn't matter what he's been in. He was in Pippin. He was on that Diagnosis Murder show for a while. He was the son of... Uh, yeah, but I think that show was one of the ones that went downhill quickly, unfortunately. But, man, you got Connie Selica, to to you got the guy a... from I Spy. You... Yeah, but didn't they start trying to throw in a lot of new powers into the suit by the second season? It was kind of like, well, we need to... Second or third season, I think they did. Did you know that there was a female version? Yeah, I, I, I had the first season, and I watched that. Yeah, that was bad, though, the female version. Yeah, but not that like... really bad. Not like the remake she of had like a little, and Girl He bad. had like a little skirt thing, and she didn't. Yeah, I didn't understand funny. at all. Yeah. When he wore the suit, there was almost like this little mini skirt overlap thing that he had. Modesty panel? Yeah. <laughs> Modesty flap. But when she had it, it was kind of like, yep, we're trying to see Scale it all. Tell. There's no... Yeah. But I would, I mean, I really loved that show. The, the dude Kinda from like... Streets of Fire and Eddie and the Cruisers came from that show. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, so I would... Go into to kid shows. That's But that's that hour-long sort of drama, sort of comedy, just sort of encompassing sci-fi story. I mean, when you look at that and you look at things like Buck Rogers which was around at the same time, things. Those are the things that are precursors for what everything you see on sci-fi these days. Misfits of Science was yeah. awesome. You know, I those are the shows that I really love, but I think, honestly, if I could, like, make 
a show come back, it would be Greatest American Hero. I'd love to see you that concept Buck come. Buck Rogers, not Duck Dodgers, right? No, but Duck Dodgers is pretty damn cool, too. Buck Rogers. Oh, man, I used Brewster. to watch that all the time. Punky Brewster, it seemed like, would have been the big grab for you. I loved okay. Punky Brewster. Sorry, I extended us an extra half an hour after you said you wanted to go. That's fine. Yeah. But are we... Yeah. Everyone got their spent? show out? Are yeah. you spent? <laughs> He's still awake, so I don't... Um, okay, I wow. think that... I think now we're finally done with podcast number 10. Appears that TV shows is our topic for the night. At least probably Most 80% of, of it. We mostly stayed on track. We did. We mostly stayed on track. All right. We so, always give ourselves a little self-contradictory pat on the, the shoulder at the end of the, the show. Like, uh, Hey, we stayed on Anthony track. Michael Good for you. High fives all around. <laughs> in Breakfast Club. He hits himself on the arm. We're like, yeah, we, we did it. We made it through. No one's going to hear this. No, okay. your friend is going to listen. And Beth will listen. Hi, Beth. Yeah, and, and Pope, Pope will listen. listen. Yeah, Hi, we Pope. We have our three whole listeners. Yeah, at I least, don't have any friends that listen. At least five. Do we have at least Levi five? Levi listens. Yeah. Because you have people Hi, at work that you convinced to listen. I don't convince nothing. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is Chris. Corey. Corky. Woo. Cisco. Scott. And we're signing off <laughs> podcast number 10. And thank you, Dixie Cup. Waka waka. <laughs>